What's up guys, before we get into today's podcast, we have a sponsor for today's video. We really wanna thank the guys out at Bluemon. Shout out Bluemon. This video. If y'all don't know about Bluemon, they're an amazing hair styling and product company based out of Canada that has all kinds of products that we've all been using recently. So people are always asking what we do for our hair, so we're gonna take you guys through it right now. All right guys, you know I'm a hat guy, but when the hat comes off, I like to treat my hair with the best products out there. The Discovery Kit is the all-in-one kit for your hair. This kit comes with half ounce of each product so you can try them all to see what works best for your style. The best part about the kit is that it costs less than one of the full-size products themselves so you can be confident in your future purchase. You get to give them all a try. Using the pre-styler best prepares your hair for the post-styling product of your choice. For me and my thicker hair, I've found that the Marikai pre-styler stacked with the Cavalier molding clay works best for me. All right guys, for me, I like to pre-style with the Ascend Volume Cream and then I stack it with the Monarch Matte Paste. Yeah, so I don't use too much hair product, so this is just the perfect amount. It's a little subtle drop. Put in my hair, it gives it that nice little texture, volume, and that does the job for me. If y'all want to try any of Bluemon's incredible lineup of products, you can use code LEGACY for 10% off, or you can just click the link in our description. That'll take you right there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and again, huge thank you to Bluemon for sponsoring the podcast. And now back to the show. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? We are back with episode 21 of Legacy Loading with a very special guest, Mr. How to Beast. What's going on? David. It's a pleasure How having you, man. last name? De Las Morenas. That's pretty good. De Las Morenas, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wasn't even going to attempt to pull that thing. <laughs> yeah, most of the people even don't know your full name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's David How to Beast. David How to Beast. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we jump into it really quick, we want to give a huge uh, shout out again to our sponsor, Bluemon, for today's video. Um, they've been great to work with, um, amazing yeah. products, and we're really happy to have them. So I know they've worked with David in the past as well. Um, so yeah, shout out Bluemon. Shout out Bluemon. Code Legacy will save you. And with that, David, <laughs> here we are. Dude, this is, we were just talking with David before we started, because David's got like a super, super interesting, um, I want. I don't want to say like, different personality but you definitely bring something very different to this sort of this scene and i know that you sort of like been in your own lane doing your thing but you've been in and around this like what does that feel like for you sort of not necessarily fitting the mold for the industry yeah no that's a good point i think at first it was like it was something i was a little self-conscious of before i fully owned it because a lot of my content's obviously like confidence or mm -hmm. dating or like internal struggles and when i was getting started like what was like on trend was very much more like Christian max, mm -hmm. like fitness vlogs. And when I started working with Alphalete back, uh, I don't know how many years ago that was now, like five or six years ago, oh, wow. whenever I'd come through here for the, uh, the photo shoots, cause I'd be living in Austin at the time. I, I always felt a little bit, not like an outsider. Right. But like I was, uh, my content is very different from like, and, and this has evolved since then mm -hmm. as well. But yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it's something that, I'm, now I'm super happy. Like it's, yeah. it's it's better to be differentiated and have your own unique thing. 100%. And it's more it is more me than if I just tried to like yeah. conform to the the, yeah. the the classic fitness blogger like right. role. Um, but yeah, no. Was I, it uh was it harder to collab because you did different content than them? I think. Well, at first I didn't. In this was back in like really like the age of collabs too, mm -hmm. right? When like <laughs> yeah. people built their channels off collabs. Up. Now yeah. collabs are like. I don't know. People don't want to see them, but don't care as much. At least like the the, the classic YouTube collab, right? right? Mm -hmm. There's just they're just they're done a lot. That's why. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not. It's nothing special anymore, right? Um, I think that back then, I don't know. I, I was so used to filming only by myself on camera. I think the the bigger challenge for me was like mm -hmm. all of a sudden. The first I was in Boston, I was like 
the only Child. YouTuber that I knew yeah. there in Boston <laughs> for a while. And then I came down here, and even in Austin, there wasn't anyone else I knew. Well, I think I did a video with Nick Bear when I first moved there. Um, but then I, when I started visiting here, it's like every time here, there'd be mm-hmm. just different, like, athlete athletes in town and stuff. And for me, it was a challenge at first, is like, being able to vibe with other people on camera because I was always so used to it. Like, it's just me. Right, I'd be right. going around throughout my day, but it's like, it's just me. And there's right. like, oh, this is someone else who's actually comfortable. When you put people who, who aren't comfortable on camera, yeah, yeah. usually you're just kind of carrying it anyway. Uh-huh. They maybe just say like, yo, hey, what's up? But then yeah, it's like back yeah. to you. And you don't really know until you show up, like how they're going to be on camera. Yeah. So you're like just rolling with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what brought you from uh, Boston to Austin in the first place? And what year was that? So that was 2018. Uh, so I grew up in Boston. My, my family's from Spain, at least my father's side. So I, I lived in Spain a few times, but I'd always wanted to leave Boston. Like, I don't like the cold weather. I don't really, like, love yeah, Boston. Yeah. If you're trying to do your own, like, entrepreneurial thing up there, it doesn't vibe as much because it's very much like a, a traditional city. It's old school. Yeah, it's old school. Everyone's yeah. trying to be, like, a doctor or yeah. a lawyer or a mm-hmm. college professor. Yeah. You know, everyone's in medicine or law and things like that. And uh, so it was... It was something I was trying to get away from for a while, but it just took me a while until I pulled the trigger. And I was between like San Diego and Austin, warmer climates, supposed to be cool cities. I love San Diego. Oh yeah. my God. Oh yeah. It's so San beautiful. Diego's San Diego is my, my preference, actually. San yeah. Diego is, I love San I like California yeah. overall, just like mm-hmm. weather and vibes, atmosphere, everything. Yeah, it's more, uh, Texas is cool. We, we chose Texas at the end of the day because Julie had just graduated with her master's in uh, therapy. And this is before she was working with me. And in California, this is like a bunch of like regulations and restrictions. You mm-hmm. have yeah, to do like another yeah. two years of school or something. So we're like, oh, let's just do yeah. Austin. Oh, yeah. But for those who like don't know, we didn't really introduce you. Like what, if someone asks you, like, what do you do? What, That's what literally you what I wanted just to ask. Yeah. yeah. I know Max's thing is like, you're in the Uber. Yourself, yeah. How do you uh, describe yourself? Uh, I guess it's changed. I don't know. I don't have like a quick way. I mean, maybe at one point just YouTuber. And I think I still identify yeah. YouTuber. Um, but obviously it's expanded a bit also. beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's uh, several different businesses now. So I guess like. I guess if I'm like in a sentence, I'd be like, oh, I have like a you know popular YouTube channel and I've used that to launch a few businesses mm-hmm. off of that. David might be one of the few people that you could just say you're an entrepreneur and Definitely, that, and that yeah. really does mean what you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like you that's have what, multiple yeah. businesses and multiple different avenues and you're just a really smart business guy. So I think that that's, that's a good word to describe it. Yeah, it feels like cringy in 2022 know, saying, know. you know, I'm an entrepreneur. But, but that's why I said, that's why I said you're one of the few people that can actually say that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Because yeah. you- Overall, you, definitely, yeah. You started, the, the the earliest video on your YouTube channel right now is seven years old. That That couldn't have been the first video you posted, was it? So I really started uploading consistently in 2017. So what's that, four, five years ago? I had a mm-hmm. few before that, like a few probably from 2014, 15. But that's yeah. when I like had tried to start like a blog. And I just basically a few, that is back when like blogs were even a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that was like, was the thing before YouTube right. became the next thing. Right. And I had a few YouTube videos where I basically just like recited the blog post to the camera. Got it. But I, I considered my YouTube career starting oh. 2017. That's when I like invested in a camera, started two uploads a week mm-hmm. and started to like experiment with the videos themselves. How did that went like how your uh overall growth went trajectory? Yeah. Did you like went viral with some Yeah, video was there a viral or, video or was yeah. it like slow trajectory over time? So 2017 January, and it must mm-hmm. have been like the or the December before 2016 I bought the uh Sony uh, RX100. It's one of those uh you know, like you turn it on, the, the lens comes out. And, uh, <laughs> I think that's cameras, what I have. Yeah. That's the one that, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. a vlogger camera. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, right? yeah no. exactly. And I bought that. It was like $1,000. I didn't have much money at the time. And I was like scared shitless when I bought it. Like, oh, man, am I going to lose this $1,000, <laughs> man? This, uh, this could be it for me. But that's how it all started. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go, people. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and, and I was also at a crossroads because I had 
I originally my career was in like software engineering, but the, and I, then I quit that, did some personal training. Then I was like trying to make this like blogging thing work. And I was, I was like breaking even not really saving any money, just covering my expenses mm-hmm. for a few years, trying to sell like online courses and stuff. Mm-hmm. In 2017, I was like, all right, I'm going to try YouTube for a year. Uh, it seems cool. If it works out great, if not, I'm just going to go back to like a software career. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was like, why did up. you decide it for YouTube? Did you already know, know uh, Max and Christian or just by yourself you wanted to do something? Just by my, I liked watching YouTube a lot back yeah. then. Like Elliot Hulse was one of my like first like, you know, like people I really looked up to online that kept me like motivated when I didn't have other friends who were trying to, you know, d- do different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I always like really admired YouTubers, but I was always very intimidated. Like those earlier, earlier videos in the channel, yeah. when I tried a few times, I just felt so awkward. It felt so Same, unnatural. So I just stopped and I was like, all right, we're going to try a year for this because I think YouTube's ideally what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, since then it's been two videos a week since January 2017. I haven't. Damn. Yeah, it's like a religious thing. God, I haven't, I haven't missed one. High quality. Two yeah, videos a week. I haven't videos. missed a single one. <laughs> yeah, they wow. uh, they didn't used to be so high quality. Um, but well, it's all part of the process. Yeah. Yeah, I think the ones that built the channel to answer your question is it, at first I did a lot of videos like approaching girls in downtown Boston, mm-hmm. and this was I guess before that was like widely like a lot of people maybe had like courses with that i don't know if y'all mm-hmm. remember like rsd's like old school like like uh pickup like uh company but they'd have, you'd have to like pay for their courses right. to get yeah, that yeah. so i was like putting those out there and they didn't like blow up right when i put them out but i remember mm-hmm. it was like august so like eight months after i started and all of a sudden i was getting like a thousand subscribers a day and i was like man mm-hmm. this video i posted like a month ago is like yeah 200k views now and then man. a bunch of those just like got the momentum rolling mm-hmm. yeah. yeah interesting that's sick. yeah that's what, uh i was gonna say what what gave you the confidence to, to like, be the guy who's like teaching that now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like, when did you think like, right, I, yeah, I'm so said, like, I'm so good at this that I, I could actually teach people how to do this? That's like, a good question. Well, and you watched those. Old, was totally opposite. You said you were like really uncomfortable. So, what changed throughout it? Well, I think a part of it at the beginning was like documenting my own journey overcoming like my lack of confidence mm-hmm. with girls, right? Okay, I, and obviously okay. by the time I'm filming a video doing it, I had enough confidence to, to, to do it. And, and as a side note, when you're filming, I don't do those anymore, but when you're filming videos, like, yeah. especially if you're just like in a downtown area where there's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's like some attractive girls walking by every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. But without like a, a legit cameraman too, those videos were like the biggest pain to film. Cause you, you had to like sitting, set it up mm-hmm. in yeah. the corner. And I was using like the, the mic on my phone as the mic. I didn't have like a wireless <laughs> like mic Rob on me. <laughs> taping the phone yeah. on the wall, bro. What you gotta do, bro? Yeah, so it was, you know, first, if you watch some of those first, the first mm-hmm. videos, I, they weren't smooth. So I, you were like building your confidence like yeah during that time in like front of the still camera. yeah yeah obviously i'd for a few years before that you know it's in an area been an area in my life like i was i was working on um so it was kind of like similar how some of the elliot Hulse had helped me i was like well i know mm-hmm. there's a lot of other guys out there who are trying to improve this area of their life and at the time like the old school pickup advice uh, mm-hmm. it may be before y'all's time but it was very cringy stuff <laughs> it was very like this very scripted like cringy yeah. like almost like a magician type like yeah. like weird stuff and i was like well there's no like just bros out here just being like I know this seems weird, but this is probably a better way for you to do it. So yeah. I was trying to be like, maybe like more like the bro. Mm-hmm. Right. And it wasn't like set up. I remember a lot of that stuff was set up. Like <laughs> Connor dudes, Murphy. Yeah. Like dudes like picking up yeah. girls, but it was like just like completely school. fabricated. Yeah. I still, I get all those back then. All, like, I was still be like the top common. Like, oh, this is staged. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, bro, like if, if this was staged, like I must have yeah. hired like the worst possible. <laughs> <laughs> These girls are being awkward as hell yeah. while I'm talking. Yeah. 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 That's because because it's so like out of the ordinary to see people like see responses like that. So it's like, oh, this is fake. 
Yeah. Or like this is stage. Yeah. Like no, like it's just no one ever thinks to ask someone that in the street. So that's yeah. why it seems stage it seems fake and yeah. also by the way today whoever does that most of the people does fake it like today oh, today you can tell the content yeah you can you can, you you can, can tell. tell basically yeah that's true do you care about that like do you care about people doing similar content but like making it like a show instead of educational uh no nah, I, mean, I don't care i don't care it was just like even some of the earlier pickup guys ah fuck i'm gonna, I'm gonna forget their names uh simple pickup but uh, again i don't know if y'all are familiar they used to have a huge youtube channel and yeah. theirs was it was real it wasn't staged but they did it from like a joking angle but still mm -hmm. i think it's still like even if i was watching that i'd be like oh man they're having so much fun with this yeah like why why do i need to be so like anxious and uptight if i'm gonna talk yeah. to her i should probably have fun with this too so your content has stayed relatively you know similar throughout the the years right like it's mostly like male improvement education um, and obviously you've added more like depth and complexity to the filming and editing, but like at this root, a lot of your, um, or most of your videos are about educating, um, like young men particularly, um, and you still do coaching, right? Like that's another one of the things, one of, one of your businesses you do like actual courses still. Yeah. So for, for, uh, we have a, a like a group coaching program. So it's like a smaller group of guys that's mm -hmm. focused on dating and like mm -hmm. confidence. Yeah. That's what, that's one of the businesses. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, that's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's like a what's that movie? Hitch. Yeah. Hitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would yeah, you yeah, say? Yeah, would you yeah. say that's like your? It's a great movie. Play that well, role. Well, the Hitch. It's like it's. Uh, I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. I love Will Smith, but it's yeah. uh, it's like in person him with like one guy. So with us, it's like more like you know, it's going to be like video calls, and yeah, a few yeah. video calls a week. But there's multiple guys on mm -hmm. on the uh, call. But yeah, there's some. There could be a parallel there. That's awesome. No, that's that's better version coming on Netflix yeah. with David Harbour. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, fuck Will Smith. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. What's like when? Did, who is like? Are some of your YouTube inspirations like moving forward? A lot of a lot of uh, I see a lot of similarities in the way that you film. The way with Casey Neistat when he was filming, like just very intentional, very like cinematic. Um, I know that word's overused a lot, but like yeah, I see yeah. a lot of similarities in that content. Is that someone that you would watch before? Yeah. So funny story is when I at some point when I got to Austin, it was the first my my videos were, and they're still educational to an extent. But at first, like the whole video is really just kind of like giving advice or giving tips mm -hmm. or telling a story right and they've transitioned more to being heavy kind of behind the scenes of businesses like day in the mm -hmm. life just because there's only so many tips you can give and that's right. more of what my right. life is now is right. kind of like trying to build these businesses uh, but i remember when i was getting the bottom half of the sleeve done it was in austin and it was around the time i was trying to like by the way i liked it this guy's yeah, fucking sick i appreciate that appreciate that yeah no this guy killed it he's in uh, yeah in austin um while i was getting that done it was around the time i was trying to like get more comfortable with like the day in the life vlog format. And this is probably, I don't know, 20 hours of work or something. And I literally just watched Casey Neistat videos the entire time <laughs> and tried to pick out different like ways he was transitioning or different things he was doing verbally. Mm -hmm. Because when you watch one of his videos, they just flow so well. Yeah. Um, even though there's not like super high production quality, if you look at yeah, them, it's yeah. not like it's him by himself filming mm -hmm. them. Usually a right. lot of times it's like kind of like, dirty cuts or like unclean <laughs> right. cuts but they like they work and i was like all right like, let me see if i can study this and see why yeah and i noticed things that you know back in the day yeah if i was filming i'd be like all right so we're about to go to the gym and then be in the car like all right we're on the way to the gym now they'd be like, in the gym all right mm -hmm. we rolled up at the gym and then like, all right, we're about to work out and you're like almost like narrating what you're doing and one thing i noticed that casey does um is that he like rather than like filling in all the blanks he just like leaves large gaps but as a viewer, you like naturally fill them right. in. He'll even mm -hmm. cut himself like mid sentence and then cut to something else. But you like still like you follow it and it makes it like a 
a more seamless viewing experience. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. like one thing I really yeah. tried to so That was for me, same yeah. uh, about, I told you guys, uh, David Dobrik, for example, everyone was like, David Dobrik, this and that. I was like, well, I like, I don't watch those kind of YouTubers. I just say, mm-hmm. watch he, one of his YouTubers. I binge like, literally, I watched probably 50 immediately. <laughs> yeah. And because he's like four minutes, he's just jumping to like, doesn't make sense. Like what you just said, there's yeah. no transitions. There's yeah. just all of a sudden next day, something's got, but it's so like, attention your yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you just like it packs like three days into like four minutes yeah. so with, with that said also i wanted to ask you you're already like a longer period of time on, on youtube throughout that process what do you think right now in this time since youtube started to be like really crowded and everything what do you think like algorithms fox with or whatever what do you think that people we are also all of us are basically new he's also starting mm-hmm. right now he's youtube i'm like maybe two years on youtube so what do you think like right now is the thing that people like to see the most or it's, that works. Yeah, it's tough because YouTube definitely goes in like waves and trends. Yeah. And uh, uh, so Max, y'all know right now I'm living with Max. Me and him talk about this a lot. And it's funny because I, I always mention that, you know, when I started like the the male self-improvement advice, that was very like on trend at the time. And it was mm-hmm. good timing. That's what like Alpha M, Teach Men's Fashion, like they mm-hmm. were like at, at their peak. And and I like my i always looked at my channel as like a remix of like if you took those like talking head mm-hmm. advice videos and remixed it with like a christian or max like fitness vlog the yeah. cinematic and it was it was some yeah. and both of those were like on trend when i started and i think that really helped the the growth of the channel there was like a remix of two things that people were enjoying watching over the last like couple of years like youtube definitely goes through cycles now neither of those types of content you don't really see that many dudes killing it with the talking right. head self-improvement videos you don't see that many kids uh, dude's killing it with like the straight up day in the life fitness vlogs mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't know if I can give like the best advice because my head has just been like I still mm-hmm. keep staking this with YouTube I still love it but um, you know for the first three four years like I just I lived and I breathed it and the only thing ever in my head was what's the next good YouTube video mm-hmm. what's like each shot in that video going to be whereas now um, it's a balance of a lot of different things and uh, it's not like my full diet isn't 100% YouTube anymore yeah so is yeah. it a little discouraging because it's not like you're just like you've seen the peak at what your channel was turning at like views per video and like obviously because it goes in waves like looking at video, like views and all that like does that does that get discouraging where you're like i don't i don't want to put as much effort into this or i don't want to like you know because it's not i'm not getting the same out of it well for sure it gets uh it's discouraging right because it's something that like each video e- even now maybe not to the extent two years ago and it's like literally the only thing in my mind but even now each video takes some planning, some filming, some editing, and like yeah. seeing it all come together is like each one's like yeah, it's like one of my babies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. like that's how you look at it. Yeah. So it's tough when you know you're wine like a year ago, and each video is like 150, 200k, and like now it's you know it's it's less than that. But um, I don't know. It's it's you know it's like a it's a balance because on mm-hmm. one hand that I, I can't say that, that doesn't like bother me because it does bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the businesses have steadily grown each year, the yeah. last three yeah. years. And like realistically, that's more important to me now because that's like the new challenge, the new frontier. Um, but yeah, no, it's as for four or five years, like the number of views was like my, 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 my main, you know, like my yeah. KPI, like my main validation analytic. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought, I thought it was one of those things like, oh, it only goes up or stays the same. Like it doesn't go back down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's getting more, more crowded and more crowded. That's why basically, so people just like transfer to to another people. I remember I was watching always the same people. Now I, watch yeah, yeah. Exactly. I also think it's it's the, the shifting demographic of the consumer as well, right? Like the yeah. people that you yeah. were speaking to seven years ago, 
now maybe don't spend as much time on YouTube because they now have a full-time job or a family or whatever yeah. it is. So like the audience, like the main audience, I would assume in YouTube is a little bit younger and the, the content they're consuming is not the same as maybe what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you could, I think there's a few angles. I think that's one of them for sure. I think another one is for sure. Like, uh, Instagram reels and, and TikTok have shortened people's attention spans. And now the types of videos that do well tend to be like a David Dobrik or a Jesse James West. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love Jesse. Um, it's just, it's a different type of content. It's more like Impressive super impactful, yeah. high energy. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like, it's capitalizing. Viral content. Viral yeah, content. Yeah. It's yeah. viral content is capitalizing on like a shorter attention span. So like, that's, that's not a content that I'm going to shift towards making because mm -hmm. it's just not something that, 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 that makes sense for me with everything else I'm doing. Right. Um, and, and with those video, but like, if you look at Jesse, if you're like, if you're saying like, what's like the thing to do on YouTube now, it's mm. probably look at someone like Jesse, like each yeah. of his videos is a very, very clear focus. Like it's not like this, this it's not click baiting. Yeah. And, uh, and then each one that has that, like that, you know, that watchability who, even if you have no idea who he mm. is, right. like you can, you yeah. can watch, make it through the whole video. His, uh, his last video, like literally as soon as you press play, He's just talking right away. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, guys, we're at the beach. We're in Miami. We're doing a push-up con like the yeah, first second. And there's no fucking, there's no the intro. Video. There's no like cinematic. Like, and then within nothing. 10 or 15 seconds, like the the, the first interaction yeah. of like the, the content's already happening. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a Miami like push-up contest. Like the yeah. first minute, like you already see someone doing push-ups. It's like right to the action. Yeah. And but at the same time, it's like, if you don't enjoy to do that, and you that's a lot of pressure because those kind of videos you need to plan. That's like, yeah. it's a lot of work. So if you really don't enjoy those kind of videos doing by mm -hmm. yourself, I would never basically recommend it. You know what I mean? If you want to be long-term on YouTube, just like, in my opinion, everything is about consistency. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And like finding the niche that you love, that you enjoy, for example, as you said, right? And um, just enjoy the process. Like over the time, you're going to develop, develop your editing, develop... Uh, everything around like see how other people doing that better mm -hmm. than you and then you're gonna develop in that way i would just say that so stick for yeah, whatever works for you whatever you enjoy mm -hmm. because you can't be so long on youtube if you don't enjoy no exactly and i think now views are less important than they were and i'd say that because in the past when there was less competition the views to some extent were easier to get um and i think that right now the most important thing you can do is to like actually it's almost like you have like Jesse on one and one extreme and the other extreme you have like a max. It's like, it's just like you're only building like a relationship with your viewers. And even if you don't have that many viewers, you can still be like impacting people deeply. Mm -hmm. You can still have like dedicated customers who are going to be, you know, down to support you right. in, in different business ventures. And I think that's a more meaningful, meaningful, like sustainable way to go yeah. about it is yeah. not to worry about chasing the audience. viral videos, yeah. 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 but like to, uh, to just be like passionate about the videos you're making, bring people into like the things that you care about. Yeah. Um, and also I think it's being very, very like humble too helps that, uh, you know, there, there, this isn't as much anymore, but it, it was a thing when I got started, everyone was so preachy and like every mm -hmm. YouTube video you watch was like, this guy's acting like he had, he knows the secrets to like uh -huh. everything. But I think by just being like very level headed and just speaking from your own experience yeah. too, yeah. Uh, that, that, that that's like, those are good keys. Maybe not to make a viral videos, but to like, making strong like personal connections with the viewers yeah that's what i like the most that's what i told them also like all of my videos of course you can like i know if i film today video like binge whatever ten thousand calories that's gonna go like more views than i'm gonna filming today just a full day of eating for example right but i don't enjoy why would i sit down and push myself mm -hmm. to You're kind <laughs> to, of forcing yourself to, yeah to, forcing myself yeah. to do that and not enjoying so much and you just said like every single video you see like is your baby i'm looking at my all of my videos like a, di a, di a diary you know like literally 
when I started two years ago, where I was there, like in in Germany, for example, mm-hmm. sitting in a in a freaking little room, you know, like started talking. That's like all of, all of that parts. Been in I don't know in L.A. worked out with Jesse, for example. I have mm-hmm. that video. You know, oh, that was like a year ago or portfolio. All of that. Yeah, you just like I like to sometimes come back and see where I've been through. So those kind of like vlogs and everything mm-hmm. with some kind of topic, of course. I love I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have uh, I have a different kind of question here. We touched upon a second ago, but you're saying like the evolving like <laughs> meta of social media is a lot of this short term like attention grabbing content, and that's spread across into all platforms: YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. From your unique perspective of like the male psychology, that combined with um, lockdown during the pandemic, do you think that there's going to be long term effects on like? young men and their social ability moving forward that's a deep question bro that was a, you had that yeah. one you had that one, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, was one. I was waiting on that one because i question. think he'd be the best like no that was a great question so i just want to make sure i'm understanding you're yeah. saying that the effects of lockdown in general and like mm, probably not de- being decreased able. socialization combined with the rise of really short form like viral content the effects of on men long-term of both of those things. Yes. Whether that be relationship building, whether that be, um, yeah, like finding a, like friendship, uh, relationship with a other, even kids out of school, you know, yeah, like, like you go to a house party now, like, and they're like, how do I, how do I talk to people? What do I how do? do I talk without like having my phone in my hand? Yeah. Well, it's, so I actually, this, this is like in parallel to this. I think it was help, help us get to an answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> A few weeks ago, I did, I did a video. I was breaking down a study that shows that, like, over the past 10 years, the amount of men not having sex has tripled, right? So, like, there's, like, Damn. triple the amount of virgins now than there was back in 2008. Well, th- this was as of 2018, and likely it's more than tripled now. Mm-hmm. For women, it stayed the same. Um, and I think that, a, like, with smartphones came Instagram, came Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. And, and in the past, if we're talking about like dating lives in the past. I think that it's always been men's job kind of like to pursue the woman, right? Like you have to like talk to them, you have to set up the date. And in the past with women, it would just happen with men who were like local to them because that's how there wasn't Mm -hmm. all these, all these apps on your phone to do it. Whereas now women are still having to happen locally, but they're also having it happen uh, through their phone. So I think women are just way more aware of their options because of the the nature of this. I think things are skewed a little bit easier yeah. for, for women where they're probably still having, you know, hooking up at a, at a similar pace to back then, but they're probably just being a lot more selective in terms mm-hmm. of how they're doing it. And then for guys, I think it's definitely shifted to something where if you're like, if you have like a strong social, because that's kind of like the currency now, right? If you kind of have strong socials now, mm-hmm. it's become probably yeah. easier for you to clean up more women because women are kind of holding out for to get a guy who has that like perceived that, value the perceived value the mm-hmm. perceived clout right right um so i think for like most dudes it's it's become harder dating just because of those things and then that doesn't even get into uh the factors that you just mentioned in terms of covid and in terms of uh like the, the viral content but i think all this is aside from like the pandemic all these other mm-hmm. things are just like like the vir- like this type of content is just like this this trend continuing and the question i think is more like does it even get like more and more and more like short form and more and more viral to like with the point where it's five second content like people are just like screaming in your face like it's really like almost there right (laughs) yeah no for real um or or can it like swing back the other way and like and be more creative and like even like you do a great job with this with a lot Mm -hmm. of the uh the stuff you do a lot of the reels you make i saw the one you did with uh i think you're trying to make like nba 2k Mm -hmm. with with young la Mm -hmm. and that's good as it's short form 
That's and epic, by the way. And if it's like it's like real, if for anyone who's played NBA 2K, you immediately kind of get drawn into it. That's yeah. a, that's a side note, but I I like that a lot. Um, but hopefully it swings back towards so it. like creativity. Not that creativity is not involved with these short term short term content, but hopefully like it swings back a little bit more to like a medium form, long form. Um, because I don't know how much like shorter it can get, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I th- <laughs> yeah. I, I think when I think a lot of it has to do with just like. And I've been finding myself uh, guilty of that even relatively recently, like it's just that, that dopamine hit where like, you're not doing anything. We'll pull out your phone and like, you know, you pull up in reels or something and immediately like you're, you're, uh, you're stimulated, yeah. but like eventually just that, that stimulation, stimulation, like eventually you're going to want to like get some value from your content. You want to see art, like, like the video that you made, like that's generally like genuinely yeah. it's art. It's like the yeah. angles, the storytelling, like that's the the type of content that's going to inspire you to do something versus just watching someone on like on the, but can we like beat, have you guys seen that uh, as a Netflix documentary? I forget what it's called, but it's going into like the algorithms of like Facebook and Instagram. uh, Social, is that that it? Social Social experience. I need to watch that. I need to watch that. Do you, is there a point in there that you want to, I saw that. Yeah. the, The point is that like that they've, they've engineered these algorithms to like, regardless of who you are, they're 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 finding a way to like like hook their claws into you and yeah. just keep you scrolling yeah. right yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i i would pride myself on being someone who's like above that but i probably waste at least 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour a day scrolling through stupid reels that, yeah. that don't do mm-hmm. you know, it's not like i'm like oh this is gonna be a good use of my time let me but, explore but you, food yeah. but you think like you think <laughs> the explore page, yeah, there's yeah. there's a certain amount of personal responsibility we have to take as well right like so like your like you do youtube algorithm is is brilliant it knows at, it, your content will change based on what time of day so like when i get ready for bed it now starts showing me the content that i watch when i yeah. before i go to bed yeah, it's too. so smart and you got to realize that it's smarter than you and you got to take a little bit of personal responsibility and be like i'm gonna set these boundaries for myself at you know because at the end of the day these companies the amount of money behind it the type mm-hmm. of content like it, it it is smarter than you so you yeah. have to so you have to find a way to take care of, like, of yourself. Yeah. I'm still very happy that there's like people like Christian, for example, now Vaughn and uh, mm-hmm. Anthony also, they do a long, a long like videos. I like those kind of videos to watch sometimes, you know, like when I come home after a longer day, I don't like to, yeah, it's like, like 30 show. minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like chill the, like the type that they're doing, they're even not, not even like editing or anything. For example, Vaughn's videos, right? If so watch, raw, they're just raw. So raw, yeah. like no music, nothing, just a workout. <laughs> He's showing his food, but that relaxed me kind of in the end of the evening. After mm-hmm. a long day, I don't want to watch, I love Jesse, for example. I don't want to watch that in the end of the evening, like that kind of hyped. Uh, things you know maybe i'll watch that in the morning but um in the evening i like those kind of like longer term just like inside of Mm -hmm. someone's life or i don't know well it's interesting because long podcasts have become more popular recently yeah yeah rogan's the most popular podcast and i'll i won't listen to listen to in one in one listen but Mm -hmm. i'll listen to some two three hour podcast and that's very raw also yep so i don't know like how come like that's become uh i don't know you know i just i don't really understand that's something that i, don't I think understand. no one understand algorithm to be honest. <laughs> i think I, I, as far as concerning youtube i i think yeah. no one no yeah. one still like quite understands yeah. I know they we, understand what they what work for them yeah but overall i, I don't think anyone like, yeah. what changes yeah. yeah i like a podcast that's just like background noise sometimes yeah. i like just have yeah. it have I do it, it while on, i'm working know, just, or driving yeah. right yeah. And, and that's why podcasts work because podcasts aren't competing with any of the other things directly because you don't need to see anything mm-hmm. so right like in your car in your car ride you can't watch youtube you can't watch tech like one theory yeah. but you can listen to a podcast and like that's a very different form of like stimulation than mm-hmm. listen like to music for example like you're actually you feel like you're conversating, you're processing information, you're changing learning, your perspective, you're, you're learning. Like yeah. that's learning why podcasts are working because it's in its own lane entirely. Yeah. There is very few things competing with this 
hour long content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's a very specific place for it. I want to, I want to stick to like the, what we were talking about before. Cause we definitely have a big male audience. Like yeah. Probably like 95% yeah. male. So like shout what is 5% females? Yeah. Shout out, shout out <laughs> females. So what is your like best like advice? Like off the top of the head, someone asked you like, what's uh, I'm having a hard time. Like, uh, I, I just want to get out more. I want to meet girls. I want to talk to girls. Just give your like free knowledge that you're, you're, uh, and, off the top and of the head. Can I, can I bookend that by saying, do you, do you hate that question? It's no. sort of like the, how do you get started? Like, <laughs> like, what's yeah, the, like what's, what advice yeah, you have yeah, for yeah. men in general? Just right? like in general, like, like we have a big male audience. Like what's the best advice you can give them for wanting to talk to girls more, wanting to get out more, wanting to not being a bitch. Yeah. Not stop being a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, two things, two things come to mind. I think first, when you just say like off the top of your head, like best advice, maybe not specifically related to dating is that like for, for me, my life changed when I was able to start looking at it as like an ongoing experiment, meaning that mm. like when I graduated, I got the software job, like I felt like I was like pot committed. Like I was like, I had invested, this was like the path I was going to take. And like, I had to pry myself away from that first job. But once I like quit that job and then started personal training, then blogging, I tried podcasting mm. briefly, then, then YouTube. And then I started moving from like one location to the other. But like the sooner that I got into this mindset of like, not that like life's not that serious, but that like it's the I the hap the more things I try, like the happier I get and the more yeah. excited I get about oh, life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um it's Love that's that. what changed my life. I think too many people still get really set on like, no, this is like the path I'm supposed to take. And mm. and that might not not just be like a, a career job. It might be that someone's like, no, this podcast is like what I have to do, it has to be this podcast. Like experiment a little bit definitely i mean mm -hmm. i know all y'all have relocated where, where you moved and I, I i imagine for all y'all that's been like pretty impactful right mm -hmm. just like just getting away from your hometown yeah yeah, yeah like change everything yeah it's, it's, change literally everything i think that's like a, a bare minimum like get away yeah. from your hometown yeah. try a, a second career bare minimum and then like you you, you won't even recognize yourself in five years because that's gonna like unwind this whole like ball yeah. of yarn you don't even know where you're going but that's yeah. i feel like that's yeah. the way to at least for me, that's the way to live. The the, con the confidence is definitely something that yeah. plays. That's a clip. A not even, yeah, not even, great. not even talking. Like when you're confident, like you, people can feel that, right? But to come to that point, that's like if you can say to people, what do you think like people need to do in order to like get confident? Or well, I think confidence is the one. I, confidence. I used to always look at it as like, oh, like I just want to be like confident, but then I'll be like badass and I'll get, I'll get girls. But I think like it, once I understood to at least to me, confidence is like just mm -hmm. trusting that like. That, that my future self will be able to hand different to handle yeah. different situations like then I started getting more confident like in, in terms of girls if you're someone who's like really afraid of talking to girls for me it took me just like forcing myself at first to, mm -hmm. to talk to a bunch of girls and, and maybe there's more efficient ways to do it but it was just like if there's I made a rule for myself every day I'm gonna approach one girl if it's at the gym if it's at the grocery store if it's when I'm walking down the sidewalk I'm gonna stop a girl and just and try and talk to her and, and the funny thing is, in today's society, you don't even necessarily need that skill because of uh, online dating and, and Instagram mm -hmm. and, and things like that. But if you're someone who's not that still confident still with girls, like it's, I almost explained it to guys, yeah, but it's still like practice. Yeah, Even if you don't actually valuable. meet yeah. girls yeah. who you date this way, like if you can get comfortable. What's the worst thing that can happen? No, oh, sorry, yeah. Well, so that, that's that's what I was going to say. I was going to say everyone that just heard that and thinking, oh, I approach one girl per day. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you actually share the worst experience ever approaching a girl? Like the what's the worst <laughs> well, thing ever happened It doesn't matter what they say, right? The, it's The worst is that at first you start to like internalize it as like, see, I'm I'm unattractive guy. Like, see, it's never, yeah, it's never like that's yeah. the worst is like how you internalize externally. Mm -hmm. I mean, when me, when me and my buddies in Boston were going really hard, we, I mean, we had some girls like 
fucking yell at us and like slap <laughs> us and like you got slapped. <laughs> yeah, just doing dumb like the dumb pickup lines in like bars, man. But realistically, it's yeah. not. It's like something you can like laugh off. Right. Don't tell your well, buddy no, about. Here we are right here. But genuine. I mean, generally, the worst this can happen is she's gonna be like, uh, "I have a boyfriend," or, or, or be right. like, um, "And just not even talk and like not yeah. even say anything." And guess what? You're never gonna see that chick again. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you feel and, like it's like frowned upon now, like the physical like going up to a girl? No, I don't think so. I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all, if, if you're just like, it's about like your nonverbals though, right? Because like at first when you're, you're, you're nervous doing it, it's going to mm-hmm. come across as creepy. Like nothing about it. Cause you're going to like, be that's this, what I'm saying. Like, like it's almost like girls there. are like, wait, this guy's weird. Why is he coming up to me? Like, but no, I'm, like, you just want to say hi. Like, you want to get to know someone like, cause they're so used to now DMs and they're just used to like the text messages and everything. It's, yeah. it's almost like weird to have like a like a normal conversation with someone like yeah. approaching someone. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to make it natural, but at first you can't make it natural until you get like discomfortable, even just like physically like being there. Right. Yeah, and yeah. at first physically it, being in front of them. Yeah. And at first I was always in this like military mindset where like, like if I don't approach a girl right here, like this, you're going to you'll go home. You'll be mad at yourself, bro. <laughs> so then of course, like the approach comes out is just like, 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 Hey, like, uh, uh, and, and then, and the girls, of course, like, and that's like we're going on a date. <laughs> Um, Fuck are you? <laughs> David. <laughs> Dinner, oh, 8 p.m. Uh, uh, do you think you could... You'd get past that at the point, right? <laughs> yeah. once you, if you're genuinely comfortable with it, it can become, it can come across as a lot more natural. Like, like, a lot of guys ask at the gym, how you do it? It's like, well, go up and just like, it, it could be, she's working out, like go go to like the machine next to her, the bench next to her. So if yeah. A, that's immediately yeah. going to make it feel natural no matter what you say. Because yeah. now it's not just like, you're like going across the gym floor. <laughs> now it's like, you know, it's like, it's like a casual turn yeah. to the head. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and like the goal shouldn't be to sleep with her that day. Like just start no, the yeah, conversation, yeah. right? Just, yeah. Like, Hey, get the foot in the door. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then, then you'd be surprised. Like that girl, like you're, you're trying to talk to you. You never know. Maybe she like, she's waiting for you to come say In most of the cases, you know? actually it is like that. Yeah. 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 And all of like, most of the people don't get like born with a, with a confidence. Right. I was going to say, but, can you, can you teach? Confidence I will, or? I will, I will say before, before it's in my opinion, like for example, more you do, more confident you get. Yeah. So either, either doesn't now like needed to be necessarily connected with the, with the, with the woman, right? If you want to get more confident, like set the little goals throughout the day, right? Every single day. Mm-hmm. And every day you fulfill that goals. And like literally every single day that you put something in your head, like I want to do this, at least one thing and you do it. Day after day, that, that builds confidence. That, yeah. that builds confidence. Well, you're building that sure. trust in yourself. Yeah, you're like, exactly. I want to do this. I can actually do that. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, okay. And now I'm like, after a year, I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Actually, you know. I mean, I think it helps a lot too to like put yourself in just different environments. So like, uh, you know, I I learned a couple different martial arts. I'm not like a master at them, but like I yeah. trained a few different martial arts for a few different years. And that's like you're now going into this gym. It's kind of intimidating. So you're gonna get your ass whooped the first few times you spar, but then you start to like, then maybe you do that for five, six months. And you're like, okay, now I like, that's something mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't possible. Now I can do exactly. that. Yeah. yeah. Or like uh, I've yeah. been, uh, I've been messing around, like learning like backflips and different types of flips lately, mm-hmm. but it's the same yeah, thing sorry. where it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like uh, at first I'm like, I can't do this. Like I'm going to break my neck. I, mean, I can't do this. Yeah. But then like you like will take yourself through the steps and you're like, Oh, I'm doing a backflip now. And yeah. it's like, it starts to like naturally. So it doesn't just have to be approaching girls, even though I think it helps with something you're nervous with, but anything, you, yeah. just like pick things that are like, that seems cool, but it's kind of scary. And then just like do more of those things, yeah. make a habit of doing those. You try things. it. Yeah. You do it. And then before you know it, you're teaching it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a fucking cycle. well then you you also rewire your brain that you like see those opportunities now whenever like something like that comes up like when the backflip thing came up i forget how how it first uh came, came up uh max no, did well, it first no me and max <clears throat> we were like tr- i think we just 
Well, I was messing around like a, at a on like a boat, and I was like, "Oh, let me see if I can back flip in." I kept like twisting, and then like once I realized I couldn't do it, I was like, "Fuck, I got like now I have to figure this out." Yeah. <laughs> so you, you also go like him, like yeah, to, yeah. To, to learn in that, like yeah. Well, yeah. That, that happened a few months later where we went to like the actual like like tumbling gym and had a guy like teach us how to not like twist when yeah. you're back flipping. But me and you can film that actually. <laughs> you want to cool. learn that? No, back because flipping. I I. I Bro, I was I drove BMX. I was doing backflips and frontflips on the BMX, and I was doing celebrating goals actually with the like stupid things and backflips. But I'm like like a pussy right now, really big pussy. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm like if I do a back, I'm gonna break my neck. I don't know why. I'm scared right now to nah. do anything. So I need to just like come back. To, for example, there, the yeah, yeah, and then just like figure it out yeah, and start from the beginning. Uh, yeah, again. start from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Actually, that would be cool. I'm down. I'm down. That's a good way to pick up a girl, right? Backflip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like hey, what's up? Just land. You're like hey. <laughs> I think I think what you like the the nugget in there was basically like do things that kind of scare you but that you want to do make a habit of like when something kind of right. scares you and it, go it, get like go get that even mm -hmm. if it's like uh the things always come up where like like an uncomfortable conversation where it's easy to avoid it right like maybe it's with a friend maybe mm -hmm. it's with like a girl you're dating maybe it's with someone you work with mm -hmm. but it like pops into your head like I should probably go like have this conversation but then immediately like ah. This can be awkward. Like I'll just, uh, you know, yeah. I just, I'm not gonna do. But just like, I made a habit. Like in those situations, like whatever, I'll just pick up the phone and just, yeah. just like do this. Overthinking just do this, is a big problem. Yeah. Overthinking for the most of the people, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, They're of course. Like analyzing everything. What if? What if? What if? Just buy. Yeah. yeah. The worst case scenario. Okay, it can get slapped, but <laughs> but um, isn't usually no. Like so, yeah. you're never gonna even see that. It's a lot of trial and error, yeah. trying yeah. things and exactly. seeing what happens, you know, and yeah. then learning from it. Yep. yep. But uh. I want to do more. I want to give more like a more like male advice because I know we have a big male audience. And this is some, like a different topic that we've never really spoke Joe about. Joe is asking for himself. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, <laughs> I have a friend. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend. No, I'll be honest. I feel like guys are scared to admit that they need help like from someone oh, like yeah, you. Well, as part of it is also being able to like, because until I like <clears throat> embrace the fact that like, that like I was like, look, I'm not really happy where I'm at in my life. Like I yeah. fucking, I, I only get girls when like I'm drunk at the right college party, mm -hmm. and I uh, I'm kind of afraid to like express myself around other people. Until so you got to like start by being like real with yourself and be like, all yeah. right, if I'm being like very honest and very real, like where am I at? Mm -hmm. And then like, okay, so does that mean that I now have to like, if I'm gonna have to actually like work to to like learn how to mm -hmm. get girls? And something that was actually powerful for me was like when you're working on these things, like sharing it with friends around you, because I think naturally we want to like hide it, like yeah. You know, Oh, no, I'm just acting yeah. good, girls. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just not trying right yeah, now, bro. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. I just, I'm just not in that mindset. But it, when I started telling my friends, I went out, like, look, I'm trying to, like, get better talking to girls. So if you yeah. see a cute girl, like, point her out. Then I was like, I was like, I had, like, signed the accountability check where right. they'd be like, all right, that girl. I'll be like, all right, fuck, I gotta go talk to that girl now. Yeah. But, like, be, like owning the fact that you wanna, like, get better at something, I think, can help you mm -hmm. get better at it, too, because then you're not lying to, like, yourself and people around you about yeah. it. And that's not just with girls, but with, uh, with anything. anything yeah. We're yeah. seeing your friends do something and, like, yeah. oh, shit, like, Dude, like, but that's also yeah, definitely that part of uh, lack of confidence. If you like don't want to receive anything, any kind of advice from someone else because you think you you know the best, it's actually like lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm confident first, and yeah, of course, I want to actually hear what you're saying. I want to yeah. hear your advice, even though I maybe I think in my head that I know everything. No, I yeah. don't. Admitting know, I still, that yeah. like I actually need some help. You like, can always yeah. learn. You can always basically learn. So. But we we still like subconsciously will fight against it. Like uh, something I see happen a lot with these, uh, the guys who, who come into our coaching program, right? Is obviously they've admitted to some extent that that's something they want to work on because they joined the program and they made an investment in it. But then like on the coaching calls, they'll, uh, they'll be telling me about some situation. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, 
the, the point being like they'll tell me about some situation and i'll be like all right so like you know from my perspective like it's probably gonna make sense to like do this this and this mm-hmm. and they're like yeah but i think i'm just gonna do this and it's like well like yeah. i you can do that but like that's you're gonna be in the exact same spot you are now like so it's maybe it's like a, a guy who there's a girl who he kind of knows and he likes her and he's like all right so I think if I like, I'm going to invite her to like this party I'm having next month. And then like the, the, the month after that, me and my friends are going to go to the beach and I'll invite her there. I'm like, or you could just ask her to hang out this week. And, he's, yeah. and he'd be like, ah, yeah, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm like, well, like we, 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 we tell ourselves lies. Like we know best, but we're like yeah. doing it to like, as like mm-hmm. a protective mechanism yeah. to like, to justify taking like the really, really, really safe route. Yeah. And like at that point, the girl already has in her head if she would go on a date with him or not, and it has nothing to do with the beach or the party, yeah, right? Or like either she's yeah, gonna do it or like she's where not. Where the date is, like it just, right? Yeah. If and we're so gonna, you might as well figure yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think that's another thing is like always airing. There's another rule I made for myself. Like I'm always gonna take like the more like, aggressive or more like risky route yeah. in life, whether that's with girls or with other things. Just like as a rule, like no, like I, I, if like I mean, obviously, if it's like an obvious choice, it's an obvious yeah. choice. But if it's like I'm not sure what I should do, like let's just do the more risky thing because at least I'll learn yeah. a lesson along the yeah. way. That develops over time, like with yeah. anything, like, like even me, like now with like camera yeah. equipment, like I'm not, like, oh, how much is it? To fuck it, put it on the card. Like, yeah, because yeah. now I built the confidence, like. But you're also like you're reinvesting mentally yeah. into like you're like re you're making mm-hmm. a habit of like fuck we're gonna take it to the next level. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're gonna take it to the next level because I uh, I build trust in myself that like I, I accomplish anything that I put in my mind to. Yeah, you you are the example of what I was saying like right now that little goals and because when you came living with me and Harry in the beginning you had us fucking I was always telling you bro you mm-hmm. need to like charge people like your qualities like yeah. you can't just like work around <laughs> jump around have, and I, film. Didn't, I had no confidence and th- yeah, like, yeah. I'm not, and I'm then not over the time yet, you like, saw that everyone actually likes your content mm-hmm. and everyone likes what you do so that's like every yeah. single day you did more did more did yeah. more it and takes now, time now like like a year ago yeah. the guy me a year ago and me yeah. today is it's fucking tired. two different yeah. people I remember, yeah. I remember yeah. bro remember you like he was scared he was like I don't think this is gonna work I got a question I got a question so yeah okay I'm gonna sign up for your course, right? So before before I came to Texas, right, I had a I had a girlfriend for two years. Yep, and I love her. Like we were, it was a rock relationship. But so I had to, no? I had to leave her. <laughs> no. I had to leave her to come here. Like I had to, I had to. You part, ended it as part of moving here. Like, like, yeah, like we had to part ways in order for me to come here. Yeah, and obviously she's in New York, and I'm, I'm, I want to come to Texas. Like, what do you say to guys who are like fearful of? They're holding on to their relationship to sacrifice doing something like they want to do. So like they're staying in their relationship, even though they know they have to like start that job or, or let go in order to start this. Or like, what do you, question. what do you say to guys who are holding on to something that, and they're scared to, they're scared of letting go because of this, 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 and this. Yeah. I have a close friend who just, who just went through this and it's like, it's, Me too. it's been going on for a while and he finally, cut it off but it's happened before that it's been cut off and like mm-hmm. falling back <laughs> always, into it always. um so i'm hoping he, he stays away yeah <laughs> but i think uh <laughs> i think you got to realize that because at the end of the day you gotta ask yourself like okay like how come like i'm not able to pull the trigger on this like how come i can't leave this girl even though i think logically i understand everyone around me is telling me if i have you know good friends mm-hmm. at least they're like it look bro like this clearly you're gonna have a better life if you kind of like part ways and, and yeah. do your own thing uh, you have to ask you like okay like well like w- w- why can't i leave her behind I think for most guys, it's going to come to like a, basically a fear that they're not going to like find that like type of connection and that type of comfort mm-hmm. with another girl again. Like, I think people just genuinely start to believe like, no, if it doesn't work out with this girl, like I'm like, it's, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the, world, other, the world's but, over. Like, yeah. That's it. Like, Maybe I'll be able to move or I'll be able to make this career move. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. there's, there's some cool things, but then I'm never going to have like a, a girl like that again. 
And I think like the simplest way to look at it is like, okay, so then you're just going to like decide the rate that you're gonna make a decision for the rest of your life is like based on fear. Mm-hmm. Like you're just going to like live the rest of your life based on fear then. Yeah. And like you got to look in the mirror that I think is hard. It's hard to like consciously tell yourself, okay, I'm just going to like yeah. decide the rest of my life because I'm a little bit afraid of this. Right. And it's also bullshit. Yeah. There's fucking unlimited hot girls out there. Like, okay, you should listen to yourself, right? Always. But like your closest people that are all the time with you and know you, if they don't like that person, that's usually actually correct. I know well, if you have good friends, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. If you have good friends who you look up to and you're like, okay, these guys are like doing things with their life and, and like, and they're telling you that that means something. Exactly. Now, if you have a exactly. bunch of like, exactly. like bum friends right. who, and yeah. maybe they're great dudes, but they're a bunch of bum friends. Yeah. The advice they're giving you might not mean anything. They might right. even be saying yeah. like, bro, she's a good girl. You gotta stay. I mean, I don't know in this situation, but for example, yeah. three of us, we live together. We know each other a lot. Like if someone is with some wrong person, we will like probably say each other. And, and in the end of the day, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's always correct. Usually like, it's right just now. A matter, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good point though. Like it, it does have a lot to do with who you surround yourself with, right? Like who are you taking advice from? Yeah, that's like that's very important, yeah. right? Like, if, yeah. like you said, if your friends are not the people that you want to be when you grow up, then don't <laughs> maybe not yeah. take their advice. Yeah, yeah. what do they say? Like you're the average of the five yeah. people you hang out with. Yeah. Like, well, like that's, that's it happens fact. with our that's parents fact. too, right? And yeah. I think we all like love our parents for the most part. Um, <laughs> sometimes our parents maybe uh, I think it's common is if you're trying to pursue like an alternate lifestyle or alternate career that they may like judge a little bit or put some different expectations on you, or maybe they want you to stay with that girl mm-hmm. because they like her. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's common too, but then you also have to look and it's tough to be honest about this, but like, do you want the life your parents have? And maybe you do, and then that's okay, but maybe you don't. And then like, Mm -hmm. you you can, you need to be able to like separate their advice from their love. And you know what I mean? I I think, I think the biggest thing, and it sort of has to do with what you were saying before, like um, people like, like leaving the girl or moving somewhere, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like people, I think have this tendency to think of the worst case scenario and think that that's what's going to happen every time. Yeah. And like how many times when you've made those leaps, when you've done those things, like did the worst case scenario happen? It's almost, but you also have never. to flip it on its head and be like, okay, what's the other worst exactly. case scenario that I stay with this girl? Right. Okay, maybe I get, sure. I get married. We have two sure. kids. Yeah. We're not happy. And then I have like a divorce and yeah. I'm paying like alimony and child support. Like at least <laughs> oh, think about shit. that other, you know, at least think about the <laughs> yeah. other worst case scenario yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. We, we always get caught in like, Comfort, comfortability and being like, oh, if I, if change happens in any direction, this, I could lose this or this could yeah. go terribly. Like we just always in our heads, we're thinking about like the mm-hmm. worst case scenario. Dude, I'm thinking like, oh, she's going to move on. Like, I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to see gonna her on Instagram it. with a different guy. Yeah, I'm not even thinking like, dude, I can go fucking meet Christian Guzman, work for Young LA. Like that's, that wasn't even a thought. I'm you thinking think about like all these your girls dumb fucking. negative shit. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm not even thinking of all the positive things that could happen yeah. if I, if I move on, like. But if your if your goal was straightforward and you tr- believed in yourself, you wouldn't even think about it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's true. That, that's, that's, that's true. A part you of weren't super sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, you weren't super sure. I was so unsure well, about you, everything yeah, in my life. Yeah. Like, if you're really passionate about something, for example, let's say YouTube, and I'll for whoever is on like on on that path, even even your families, if they tell you like don't do it, and you still think mm-hmm. that's, that's for you, I won't listen to anyone. To be honest, well, Joe, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like is that. Potentially the best decision you made in your life to leave that girl and move down here. Oh, it literally changed my life. Yeah. And then like, I would say for the better. Yeah. And when I, when I left that job that like for, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't promise away from, and I, again, it was all fear. Like that was the best decision of my life. Yeah. So I think you also have to, a lot of times have to like realize you can't really realize it, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to hear it. I don't think that yeah. you're at one of these crossroads, like it's probably going to be the best decision of your life. And you're probably going to look back in a few years and be like, holy shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm living this insane life now because I was able to like break, that, break free that from that situation. Yeah. You know, you know, even on top of that too, let's say you go and you make that leap and it doesn't work. 
you are never questioning what would have happened if you had tried. Mm-hmm. Well, so that, like that's you, what I that's what gave me the confidence too. Because I was like, if this all doesn't work out, I can still come back and get like a traditional job in three years. And you tried. And you're not gonna be in that traditional job thinking, what if two years ago I left? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. the thing. Like I, I like regret. Oh, fuck that. Regret, regret is the scariest thing. That, that's the yeah, thing I'm most that. scared of is like re- living with regret. Well, you don't want to be like fast forward, like, okay, now I'm 30, now I'm 40, now I'm right. 50. And like yeah. now what if when I was I'm, 20? I'm like just getting turning into like this bitter old fucking man who like is just because like I'm mad at myself for my yeah. whole life. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I think that's where this cyclical, like shitty advice comes from, from bitter people, old people who didn't do their shit. And now they're telling you not to because yeah. they didn't yeah. do that yeah. shit. Who you, you get your saying? advice from is everything. Yeah, you, you got someone who lived a life that they didn't really like, and they're gonna give you shitty advice. Right. Like, like that's you, just, when you're older, all the kids you talk to, I promise your advice is gonna be go do that, go pursue that dream, yeah. like go do that thing. You know, no, you're right. I think that's a good point. Is that probably I'd imagine it's a majority of people who are giving this recycled old cyclical advice because mm-hmm. uh, because of that, because they yeah. they're 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 mad at themselves. It's like if you have a friend who's like really sucks with girls and you have like a, a chance to hook up with like a, a, a hot girl, like he might not even acknowledge it, but like he's probably like resenting you a little bit because you <laughs> yeah. have this chance and he's probably yeah. going to be like, ah, man, that girl's not worth it. Like this is like <laughs> hang out, play NBA tonight. You know what I mean? Like it's like, but that's like the yeah. same idea. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I think, I mean, that that's just in general, the root of a lot of just general negativity is people just projecting their own insecurity about not pursuing what yeah, they want to yeah. pursue or like exactly. people hating on the internet, like. And you prove at, them wrong. at their at their core, a lot of it is the fact that they probably want to do that themselves. That's why they're consuming your content. But that's like, a good point on hate yeah. because it's a, it's a, this is actually a, a stoicism thing. I got, I got Marcus Aurelius in my arm here. Oh, but yeah. one of Fire. the uh, one of the things that that I, it was either him or or Seneca, who was one of the other big Stoic philosophers. But they're saying like when, when people are like hating on you or insulting you, which is very common today. I'm sure all of y'all have dealt with it, right? Um, on social media. And it's and psychology psych, psychologically a lot of times we'll focus only on like the negative comments right you can like scroll past like a hundred positive right. comments you see mm-hmm. one negative one you're like oh man yeah, no, is, right. is he right though yeah. is he right about yeah. me yeah exactly <laughs> I'm my life bro am I a pussy <laughs> um, you have to like consider like okay who is the person like giving this advice and obviously through the internet you can't see exactly who they are mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty safe to say these are people who are not that happy with themselves or else exactly. they wouldn't have spent the time to like watch someone that they right. don't like <laughs> and then more and time to leave that. a comment <clears throat> trying yeah. to make that person feel bad about themselves yeah. and if that's that type of person if that person was praising you it would actually be like concerning right like if someone who's that shitty of a person's like praising you like you'd probably be like ah like mm-hmm. it's actually a good thing that someone like that's hating on you yeah. if you if you think about I it i agree I yeah. agree with that. I, and, uh, with the, sorry, I have a question. With the regrets, does anyone on this table have any like that did put a, pull a trigger or they didn't pull a trigger, for example, regrets in the life? My regret is not doing it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's the main one. I, wish I, I can get yeah. back like no, three I years of like, my life. See, like, I, I don't agree. So another stoicism thing is just all about being in the present and like regretting not doing anything sooner is useless because it's not possible. Yeah. It's, you know, you did yeah. it when you did it, it was and just that part, was of, yeah. part of your journey yeah. and everything that led up to that point was, it had to happen for you to leave when you did mm-hmm. leave. You know what I'm saying? No, that all had to happen. Yeah. I, I think my biggest regret is, uh, <laughs> when, I, when I was a kid, I, I quit playing soccer and I was really good. And my dad played pro soccer in Spain, actually. Yeah. And he was coaching mm-hmm. me and I quit playing soccer because it was like the cool thing to play like baseball instead. And that's the the only thing. It's like a funny thing. That's like my biggest regret in life. It's like, I wish I had like, seen like, that's that's almost, and, and, and what else, bro? Like, I, almost, almost, I broke a leg or something? Like, I literally have almost the same the same one. But uh, now, now when I'm thinking, when I'm talking right now, if you ask me that like year before, I will say, yeah, that's my biggest regret. It's not anymore because in that way, I wouldn't be here, right? right. Where I am right now. But um, I uh, started soccer, then I signed professionally, then I stopped, drove BMX, 
And then I came back and I got an offer from a second Bundesliga. This was an Offenbach Kickers at that time. There was, uh, there was a second Bundesliga, which is like- That's fucking, a German league. Yeah. yeah. And I was nine, 18 or 19, literally just came back to the soccer. And uh, my parents were like, how are you gonna live by yourself? How are you gonna cook? How are you gonna <laughs> iron your shit and this and that? And I was like, what? I'm doing that like since I was 16, whatever, I'm cooking my meals. And they're like, they were like repeating that back to back, back to back. So I was like going to sleep every night. I was like, well, my parents are probably right. You know, they're they are your parents. So, mm-hmm. and I didn't go there. I didn't go there and my career will probably be totally different. Who knows? Yeah. But that was in that time, like my biggest regrets because yeah. I listened to my parents and Okay, now it then now it end up being yeah. good because I'm here. But um, in that moment, like I was just like I shouldn't do that because yeah. if I did, my career would probably go different paths and everything. Yeah. So not anymore regret, but yeah. But you, you bounce back past. That's painful. Yeah. You bounce yeah. back past yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. but it's they bad. don't get it. Like, they don't get it. Like when I told my parents what I wanted to do, like they're like, ah, what? That's not a job. But, but, That's also, not a- but to be fair, to put yourself in their shoes, how could they get it? How? It, yeah. Like, but like, how? You could- can't expect them to be like. Yeah, I get it. That like, makes sense. You should move to Texas. But when someone repeats that yeah. back to back, you start like I won't. I didn't. I was like, "What are you talking about? I don't care." And I'm literally like calling yeah. my manager. I'm going there, and then like back to back every day. I go to sleep. It's in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in my. And I'm starting rethinking myself. Yeah. Like, Am I? Can I really do that? Like, can I? Can I start rethinking? Because if someone is like repeating that to you, and I will mm-hmm. now, I will never listen anymore. I will just like like you know. Well, I think an important skill yeah. is also learning to like process regret because it's, it's going to happen. Even like. Beginning of this year, like January, when like stocks were all time high, like I, I dumped so much money in, and yeah. I'm like st- still down so much. And for like weeks, I was just like, I shouldn't listen to this financial advisor at the bank. Like, yeah. but like you eventually have to, like, at least for me, I have to eventually like find like something from the regret that like can be like yeah. a, lesson. a lesson I can lean on going forward. Mm-hmm. And in like this case, it's like, well, I need to like dollar cost average each month and never just invest like a bunch in one month. doesn't make sense, right? But you have to like, for me, th- that, that might, yeah, that might, whenever like it, the regret comes into my mind, I'm like, well, no, I know what I, like I learned the lesson. I'm never going to make that mistake right. again because of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and if you never made that mistake, you wouldn't. I probably would have made the mistake exactly. another time. You anyway. would have made the mistake yeah. in a different way yeah. and it could have been even worse, right? Yeah. Like I always think yeah. like, uh, no, we're good, we're good. Yeah, I always think like, however bad that could have been, it was a lesson to be learned. So that way, five years later, you didn't make that mistake. Well, pain, pain is like the only like real teacher. Like unless you have like pain associated with something, usually you'll keep doing the wrong thing. Mm. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a fucking really good point. You feel, you'll feel that and you remember that every single time. That's yeah. really true with dating yeah. and girls because you can like keep like, you know, you, you like over texting a girl and like simping out over text mm. and she stops replying and she flakes on the date. But yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. But no, I've probably no. done that like <clears throat> 40, 50 times before text, I was like, text go green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you, are you, what's the most painful experience you've had that you're comfortable sharing that's shaped your perspective? Um, whether that be in dating, whether that be in business. Man. Yeah, I'm going crazy right now. <laughs> I mean, probably, I mean, a lot of the pain started with my dating life and just like, especially in college, seeing all my buddies like, girlfriends or hooking up with a bunch of girls and i just felt like helpless so like yeah. i mean just like that whole experience and then the, uh, when i started when I, I lost my virginity on my 21st birthday which is already la- probably later than average and and when i was hooking up with the girl it was she like need me in the balls as we, as, <laughs> as, as, we, as we were changing positions and she was like getting on top of me and like and like so like it was like a tragic ending to like my uh my, my first experience and so for like another like year and a half after that bro i didn't even try i was like this shit this shit ain't worth it man like this that was awkward as hell that is literally a painful experience <laughs> i do i do want i don't want to skip this point like um so how do you balance work and your relationship? 
Mm. So uh, with my, but Julie is my fiance. Mm. Um, it's well, so now she works with me um, in the sense that like she manages like different parts of, mm. of the businesses. So, so I'm sure that's it's, easier. It's easier and it's harder, right? It's easier mm-hmm. because like we're not like, I remember when we first moved down to Texas and she was working uh, as like a school therapist and I was mm-hmm. at YouTube and I was starting the clothing brand a few years ago. With that, it was it was almost the opposite challenge because I guys wasn't seeing her that much, and then I yeah. she'd get home home she'd be tired, and I'd be like out filming, and then she'd go to bed early, I'd go to bed late because I was working on stuff. But then once she started working with me, it's it's easier like logistically, and like whenever we want to travel, we can travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's more of like having like in during stressful times, like not taking it out on her when things aren't going well, just because mm-hmm. like it, it's 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 shitty, but it's like a lot of times it feels like the natural instinct yeah. when things are like the pressure's on and like she does something that's like I don't see is exactly right. Like just like not snapping at her in mm-hmm. those in those moments and probably vice versa for her. But that's that's probably the biggest challenge yeah. now. Luckily like, I like love I could spend all day with her and yeah. whatever, you know, but like that was my biggest thing was time with my relationship. I I, I I was devoting so much time to myself, like learning, editing and shooting and I wasn't really there for the relationship as much as I should have been. So for people that don't like have it like you or you literally work with her and like, yeah. people that live that, two that's different. That's like a few years to get yeah. to. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's just so hard. Like, like, but it's, uh, so I think it's. When you get approached with like, you're not making enough time for me. Like, how do you handle that? Like what, what's, what's the first thing you should do? Well, right now it depends where you are in life also. Right. Because like right now it seems like you're in the fucking grind phase and you're yeah. like, you balls to oh, the wall. Oh, there's no, I don't have any time for yeah, a girl right now. yeah like no time well i think it's just being honest with girls mm-hmm. about that too you know and, and eventually maybe you'll meet a girl who like they'll respect it you genuinely yeah. she, she a she understands and b maybe you'd really like her yeah. not to the point that you're gonna like try and like you know mm-hmm. m- m- make a little more time here or there but i think it, all men have to go through a fucking like like be like balls to the wall grind phase that mm-hmm. i mean for me it's been less than many years now but but i think like uh i think that that's also necessary in that you wouldn't want to sacrifice that that's not like you wouldn't want to look back and regret that you just like because it was like a hot girl who was down and hang out that you just like mm-hmm. like when you were like hitting the stride in your fucking career and then like you gave it up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think you can find a girl who understands or if not, just yeah. kind of like casually I date think, until you're at a yeah. point where you're like, yeah. okay, I'm like really kind of established now. I have people working for me now, and, and now I, I do have a little more time. To yeah, do, to right do. now I'm like brutally honest. Like if if I meet a girl and we kick we hit it off, we go out. Like I'm like I'm not looking for a relationship right now. Like I, I make it, I let it be known because. I like to separate myself mentally from that. Like, yeah. Cause and I know if right she now doesn't support it. Then she isn't. The yeah, right I know right now. Like I'm not like, I'm not, I, there's no time for a relationship. Yeah. I gotta be a little selfish right now in my life. With it the point could be, that. it could well, be if you like have that support and it's even like maybe well, she helps you with time. Did, you know what I, I mean? I didn't find like, that, that girl. Yeah, yet, yeah, bro. yeah no, you, I know. Trust I know. me. You, you yeah. found that. I, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't find yeah. anyone that special yet, but you gotta find someone who, yeah, but it, it's it's a numbers game dating people, man. And there's nothing wrong with just dating casually. Like, there's, yeah. there's a lot of bu- upside. You have more freedom when you're dating casually. I, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. A one piece of advice that I got a long time ago that I really value is um, the girl of like, if there's a girl of your dreams, if that girl exists, you have to be the man that she would want to be with as well. So like, even if like, if the girl you really care about, you want to keep her, you want to, you want her to be around forever. You need to provide that value that makes her want to be with you. So you should have a, you should have a, a career. You mm-hmm. should be like able to support her. So like you said, like maybe leaving a situation where you're not like the, the girl that I love the most, like I would want to make sure that I can take care of her. She's got a great life, yeah. all these things. And so if I'm not in that position at that moment, like I've got shit to do, I've got work to do on myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No, absolutely. hundred percent makes sense. Like, that was me. Like I, I was like, I, I want to do more for myself. I want like, 
If you're not happy, you can't make anyone else happy. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I want to get a better job. I want to yeah. chase my dreams. Like, like, yeah. like, let's. And let's you want to be this. able to be in a in a place where maybe you can support her with a career, and you can yeah. you can be with her. You can give her eighty percent of your time yeah. versus ten percent. But you're she needs to be shit. that person that you are just saying right now. She needs to see that. So the like, you know what I mean, and be supportive about it. The other side of this, but the, uh, different relationships all follow kind of like different arcs, right? The other side of this, because what I've I kind of like built myself up while dating julia and mm. i i do so that they don't, there's a lot of like you know red pill people who you hear say that the flip side of this is once you're like a really successful dude you're gonna start to question every girl's motivations you're gonna like mm. just try to be like oh, this is like a gold digger like, oh, she's just kind of like like the, you know what i mean so you mm. so not that but you can't control that i think the yeah. more the more important thing from my experience from my perspective is like just like have a rule that you're just gonna date casually but then like if it happens that there's a girl that looks like like months like with julia was like we tried to date casually i didn't want a relationship she didn't want to she was just out of a long relationship yeah. and it was like six months later and we we're like all right what the fuck are we doing we might, <laughs> we might as well try this but like yeah. but i think if you like kind of like stiff arm girls away so to speak and like like try and like be like no nah, like like you're saying set the yeah. expectation i'm just trying to keep this casual but like it's slapping you in the face after yeah. some months like oh yeah maybe that's the one oh, to yeah. give a shot that's my like i got my guard up so high yeah. i feel like I don't think am, it's bad am I gonna thing. wake up and be thirty and like fuck wait like, <laughs> like, I gotta I gotta date I gotta start dating like I don't know it, it's but it's if hard you don't right feel now. it you don't feel it it's yeah. just like yeah, yeah also I'm not gonna force it yeah, like, I'm not gonna exactly. force something you know also all of you guys out there make sure you got your homies backs if he's in a shitty relationship don't yeah. just talk about it behind his back you guys need to talk to this dude and be like here's what we've noticed mm -hmm. we've known you for a long time and here's what we think is best for you and at yeah. that point it's up to him. But if you're also the guy on the receiving end of that conversation, don't just brush that off. Oh yeah, we, me and Harry bit the you. shit out of Joe when he came yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. every single day. Yeah, <laughs> and we talk shit. I, I had to just let go, put some blue mon in the hair, and <laughs> get back on the scene, bro. All right, we're going left. All right. Anything see. else you want to? Oh, last closeout question. Uh, what is the word? Or phrase leaving a legacy mean to you? Well, What's after, the legacy after that life, you want to leave? Yeah, we'll do it after life. After do it after life. That one. All right, you can think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. think about it. Yeah. 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 Marinate. What time is it? Twelve thirty. That's perfect. It's weird for me to be at this time at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to apologize to my twelve o'clock oh, phone call. But I like record, it. Screen record. Ah. Huh? Aaron. You got it. Screen record. No, hey. You don't have screen record. Crazy. Yo. Who doesn't have screen record? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Too. Someone said, "Is it David Lade?" Not not gonna not David Lade. Not David Lade. No, it's not David Lade. David Lade, <laughs> David Lade with a beard. <laughs> the question is like, how, yo, yo, yo. how much you uh, pull on a deadlift convention? All right, who's joining? What we got. What's your squat bench? Yeah, we got deadlift. forty. Right. <laughs> Actually, uh, oh, you don't even do that. I know. I well, I used to. I never went for like single PRs. I think my like five rex mat five rep max for squat was four oh five. For oh, that's all. That's all. Yo, bench two seventy five. Yo, bro. What up, dude? Hey, it's screaming into the mic, bro. bro. Where you at? What uh? What state are you in? Uh, Virginia. Virginia, damn. The DMV. Yeah, yeah, we got we got David. We got How to Beast here. Do you have a? Uh, you got a question for David? You have a question. What is the hardest thing you've been through Ooh, and how man. did you get through it? Ooh. Damn. Good question. Virginia. Like the most difficult challenge you've ever faced. That's a good question. How did you overcome it? It's, it's similar to what you were talking about back, back in college. Um, the, the, hardest the hardest situation would probably be just feeling like I was 10 years behind my peers in terms of their, their mm. dating lives. 
Take it away. Yeah. Take it away from the mic. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. We good? Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, it would probably be just feeling like I was like 10, 10, 20 years behind my peers in terms of my dating life and just feeling like I had no idea what to do in terms of uh, meeting girls, attracting girls, and, and just feeling completely lost and, and seeing my friends succeed in terms of their... Uh, and girlfriends are hooking up with girls and, and just feeling completely lost. Mm-hmm. And what I did to overcome it, honestly, I kind of tried to ignore it for probably three, four years and just felt really bad about myself. It felt, felt like a failure. And uh, and eventually I had to just be real with myself that my life wasn't where I, where I wanted it to be. And I had to start taking steps, small steps at first that were very uncomfortable. But just, you know, putting myself, uh, exposing myself to failure, being being open to failing. Um, with girls and getting comfortable with that process little by little. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good oh, question yeah. and good, good answer. Good question. That was a good question, bro. And good answer. Thanks, man. Shout, Thanks, out, shout out Virginia, bro. Oh, shout out JMU Phi Psi. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> That's that a fraternity? JMU Phi Psi? What's that? The frat? Sigma Chi, baby. Right. Hang up, hang up. <laughs> All right, bro. Have a good day, bro. <laughs> All right, love you, man. <laughs> he turned you off. That's cool. <laughs> Amazing. It's in fucking Virginia. That's crazy. I was getting amazed like where they are. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. Bro, we had someone from Ireland the other day. Yeah, <laughs> that's Virginia. Ireland. That crazy. Bro. We're just sitting at a table in Texas and there's this dude from Ireland. Perfect, perfect Wi-Fi communication. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. So, now we yeah, what, yeah, now we hit him with the, the yeah, last question. Hit him with the, question. With the strong one. Legacy loading. What is what does that word mean to you? Leaving a legacy. What does leaving a legacy mean? Yeah. And what kind of legacy and what do you, you want to leave? What like yeah, what legacy do you want to leave? I I, mean, I think for me it would just be being able to uh to look back and know that I helped other men overcome the, some of the same challenges that I overcame, mm-hmm. but with, with, uh, ideally with less pain and, and quicker, uh, th- than yeah. I, than I had to experience. I love that. That's that. that fucking yeah. great. I love that. That's a clip, yeah. that that's a clip awesome. too. Yeah. And watch out for those right flying knees, boys. Yeah. Don't get dangerous. That's going to be it for episode uh, 21. 21. Yes. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Dave, for coming Thank on. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, guys, if you made it this far, just want to, we want to thank you for tuning into the pod. And uh, we want to thank our sponsor again, Blue Mind. So give these a try, guys. Seriously, we, we stand behind them and uh, we know that you will too. The one thing that Blue Mind does that nobody else does is they have their pre-styling products with the volumizing Ascend Cream again and the Marikai Original Styler. Guys, if you've never tried a pre-styler before, really give it a try. It helps hold that look that you're really looking for when mm-hmm. you use your post-styling products. Give it a try. And we know guys, there's tons of products out there, which is why we highly recommend the Discovery Kit. You can try the pre-styler along with all the post-stylers that Blue Mind has to offer to find what works best for you and your style. Yeah, so once again, we just want to thank you guys for all the support. Like You're helping us grow this platform to a point where now we have a sponsor for the pod, which is incredible. So Thank I hope you guys. guys understand that this this ad is part of the it's part of the business now, and, and this is a company we support, and we want to give them a platform. And uh, it's a great product, guys. So give it a try. Code Legacy, run it up. Don't forget, and, uh, if you guys use Code Legacy for ten percent, send us a message. Yeah, send, send for it to real. Us, bro. We want to know when you guys when you guys want to try it out. We want to know your feedback and how everything goes. Oh yeah, appreciate you guys. Code Legacy. See you in the next one. Peace.